This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we talk to the weather office about this week's cold snap and when is it coming to an end. We hear middle of next week. We also hear about December's monthly weather stats and the year-end numbers for 2021. And we take a look at what the rest of the winter is going to be like. The Hay West program from the Mennonite Disaster Service has released an update on the number of truckloads of hay coming to Saskatchewan from Ontario. Real Agriculture talks about farm technology and online schooling. We have a year-end interview with the president of SARM, Ray Orb, and a look ahead to 2022. Now, the Crop Production Show in Saskatoon opens next week at Perryland Park. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. Environment Canada says the bitterly cold weather will take a break next week. Meteorologist Terry Lang says temperatures by midweek next week should be above normal. Well, we have a couple cold days to get through. We've got a big ridge of high pressure that's settling in over the prairies. Really dense, heavy air, and that air is kind of hard to get rid of once it's made itself solidly sitting over the prairies. So uh, we are expecting quite cold temperatures, highs struggling to reach the minus 30s, and overnight lows uh, getting towards the mid-minus 30s, some approaching minus 40. And, of course, the wind chill factor, very high, getting towards that minus 40 mark. So there are extreme cold warnings out, and those are likely to be out for the next couple of days. Then we will see a gradual warming. And we are looking at big change in the weather pattern for next week. The jet stream is changing its position, and we are looking to actually get above seasonal uh, temperatures by middle of next week, which is quite exciting after this long cold snap. How long will that mild snap last? It looks like it'll be around for uh, a good bit of time, at least for a week. So with temperatures looking like they'll be in the mid-minus single digits, which is going to feel quite tropical, I think, compared to the minus 30s that we've been experiencing. So now pull out your crystal ball for the long range. What's what's the winter supposed to be like? Well, it is La Nina winter again. We had one last year, but it didn't pan out to what you know, some people think a La Nina will do, which is a colder than average temperatures for the winter uh, and above average precipitation. The second one, we call it a double dip because it's the second year of La Nina, seems to be fitting the more typical pattern of what we see with the La Nina, which is it has been colder than average uh, through December, and we are seeing some precipitation coming. So winter being December, January, February, still have a couple months to get through, but the forecast is for colder than average temperatures and above average precipitation. Now, you've released the December statistics for Saskatchewan. So where does Regina fit into all that, the southern part of the Grain Belt? 
Well, pretty much everybody in the province came through colder than average for December, which is interesting because, you know, most people think just about how cold it's been, you know, over the week or last two weeks. But we actually had some warm spells in there. But when you average it all out, that cold spell really did drag the uh, averages down. So it wasn't exceptionally cold. So 43rd coldest December on record out of 128 years. So, you know, it was cold, but not, you know, in the top 10 or 20. You've released the year-end statistics as well. Where does the 2021 fit into the record books for Regina and Southern Saskatchewan? Well, temperature-wise, it's across the province. Except for the north, it came out uh, above average, warmer than average. So 2021 was a warm year. For the most part, it was in the top 20 for a number of stations across southern Saskatchewan. Regina came in with their 12th warmest year on record compared with 126 years of records. But I think the real story was how dry it was across the prairies. Now, Regina and Moose Jaw came in with some late summer and early fall rain, so it kind of skewed their stats a little bit. But other places across southern Saskatchewan were very, very dry. North Battleford had their driest year on record, Saskatoon with their second driest year on record, and Swift Current with their third driest year on record. So very, very dry. But because of those rains that came for Regina, it came in with the 66th driest. So it's interesting how just a few millimeters of precipitation can make a big difference. Terry Lang is a meteorologist with Environment Canada. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca the Mennonite Disaster Service says 26 truckloads of hay have been delivered to drought-stricken Saskatchewan. The vice chair of the Disaster Service in Saskatchewan, Ike Epp, says so far 31 transport trailer loads have been donated by Ontario farmers to the Mennonite Hay West program. He hopes more are coming. It appears to have been picking up, yeah, and I, and I guess we've, that's the uncertainty we've been working with right from the start is that we haven't had a firm number of, uh, of committed loads and and we are simply working with uh, as as they become available. This is sold to producers at what price and why? Well, we we chose a price of seven cents a pound at the beginning of our project, and and we thought that that was a reasonable uh, market value price at the beginning of the season, and that is going to offset transportation costs. We have also have donors who uh, want to help with this program. We don't have hay to give, but are prepared to help financially. So that is where we are finding or using those donations and to top up the transportation costs. Yeah, on the Saskatchewan end, what, what, how, how have Saskatchewan farmers reacted to this program? Well, they've been very uh, appreciative, first of all, that they haven't been forgotten. And, um, and secondly, the... For some people, one load of hay is going to seemingly get them through the winter, and then for others, it's just going to get them closer to the end of winter. But they've all been very appreciative of our efforts and the fact that someone is, is prepared to uh, work with them on this problem. What you're saying is it can be put to good use. Well, that's for sure, yeah. Uh, I haven't, uh, and, and our aim was to hopefully find those uh, individuals or those producers who 
whose need is the greatest, and I'm not sure if we've always done that, but I trust that we have been help helping the people that are our greatest need. It's, it is an ongoing uh, project. Uh, we're still waiting for hay from Ontario, and we're uh, very appreciative of most of the hay has been coming with um, uh, Hutton Transport. They've been very good to deliver hay to the farmers. Some of it has been delivered to just north of Saskatoon at a feed mill there. Um, and if the farmers are on the other side of Saskatoon, most often it's delivered straight to the farms. So um, it's been working very well, and it's uh, not without its hiccups, but we, we think we are, are meeting a need in a small way. 24 more Saskatchewan farmers are awaiting hay under the Hay West program. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. We're going to talk technology, and I'm joined right now by Amber Mack. She is co-host of The Feed on Canada Talks 167 here on Sirius XM, as well as president of Amber Mack Media. Amber, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. We posted a story at realagriculture.com about a lot of frustration about online school. And uh, this is kind of your wheelhouse with, you know, so much focus on technology and being able to deliver education online. Of course, Ontario starts online school here here on Wednesday. Uh, A lot of parents across the country have been kind of through this uh, several times. Can online school be effective? Well, it's a good question. And I have to say that uh, early on in the pandemic, way back in 2020, I was one of those people who was pushing for the shift to virtual. Because remember, our kids at one point were just actually out of school altogether. They weren't even doing anything. And I believe that it could be a good option. And then I saw my 12-year-old actually go through the process, uh, him being a little younger at the time. And I started to recognize that sitting in front of a screen all day was not the solution in terms of being able to teach our kids. So while I think there's probably a role that uh, digital can play as far as education, I think what we've started to realize almost two years later is that at school, children are doing a lot more than just learning. You know, there's a lot of social skills that are developed. There's a um, routine. There's safety. All of those things built into the structure of school. So it truly is an essential service that unfortunately we just haven't prioritized. It's similar to the idea in the working environment where I've heard a lot of people say with them working at home through the pandemic, ah, you know, been able to get my work done. I'm frustrated with all these Zoom calls, but what I really miss is that beer after work or that you know, that working lunch, being able to connect with people. The same goes for kids. They're not on the playground. They're not socializing, not bumping into each other. It's kind of, it's very parallel. Yeah, it is really parallel. And I, I think what we've seen too is that although we had a, a mental health crisis before the pandemic is that it has only accelerated during the pandemic. And what we've seen is that, um, again, whether it's your mental or physical health, all of a sudden when we're thrown into this environment uh, where kids are doing online school, where p- parents are working from home, 
we're not moving, we're not socializing. And so at the end of the day, there can be some pretty severe uh, effects of that and negative effects that I don't think any of us are really ready for. So I assume that in the months and years to come, the best thing that can be done in terms of uh, uh, what our government can do is start to recognize that uh, this crisis is real and um, mental health support needs to be amped up uh, in this province and all across the country. Yeah, and I agree wholeheartedly with you. Thank you for those comments. Um, you know, if you think about the delivery, you, know, you, you host a lot of uh, conferences where you're the host, the moderator, uh, as do I. Uh, we've transitioned doing a lot of those virtually. And what, what sort of amazed me is that you, you, they can be done well, but there ha- you know, it, it's, the, it's the people part of it too. And just because we have really good technology to deliver that education, because we can do it, we have all the tech now, and governments have spent money, universities have spent money trying to you know, get the latest and greatest in the classroom to, to be able to do it remote. But you still need the people to, to make it happen, to make it engaging. And I think that's kind of been lost on some people. I think it has. And, you know, the virtual event space is such a fascinating space that I've gotten to know uh, pretty intimately (laughs) over the past few years. And um, thankfully, I do have a a studio in Toronto where we do all my virtual events. And I I definitely enjoy the switch to virtual on not on planes all the time. And again, if we think about the acceleration that's taken place during COVID-19, I would add um, business travel to that in the sense that we've seen the pressure on businesses to really cut back on business travel and couple that with the climate crisis that we're in right now and imagine how travel is going to be reduced. So how do we replace these face-to-face experiences in a virtual way? So I don't think one is better than the other, uh, but certainly the word hybrid seems to be something that is top of mind for so many people. For people in rural communities has been things like broadband speed. It also has been you know, having in the, the devices and the ability to be able to participate. Now, some school divisions have provided things like Chromebooks and things like that. But I think for a lot of people in our audience, they would rather be in that regular, traditional school learning environment. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today with 30% chance of flurries, wind northwest 30. The temperature falling to minus 32 this afternoon, wind chill near minus 48. Frostbite in minutes, tonight the low minus 33. Wind chill minus 49 tonight, minus 43 overnight. Frostbite in minutes once again. Thursday, mainly sunny, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high, minus 28. Wind chill, minus 43 in the morning, minus 37 in the afternoon. Frostbite minutes in the low, minus 31. Friday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries. The high, minus 16. The low, minus 22. Saturday, partly cloudy, 60% chance of flurries. High, minus 22. Low, minus 28. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 21, the low minus 26. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 11, the low minus 13.
Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 3. Normal high for this date is minus 11, the normal low minus 23. The sun rose at 8.58 this morning. It sets at 5.09 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, southeast corner Estevan again at minus 26 degrees. The cold spot, Saskatoon at minus 35. So on the roundup, Estevan, as I said, minus 26, Saskatoon, minus 35, Swift Current, minus 33, Weyburn, minus 29, Yorkton, minus 27, Regina, partly cloudy and drifting snow, it's minus 30, that's 22 below Fahrenheit, winds are from the northwest at 28. Humidity, 65%, the barometer rising, 103.6, partly cloudy and Moose Jaw, minus 31, winds are from the west-northwest at 27. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy, drifting snow, it's minus 30. That's 22 below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. The president of SARM says 2021 was a challenging year for Saskatchewan farmers and rural municipalities. Ray Arb says widespread drought caused yields to be reduced significantly in many parts of this province. Weather, you know, has been one of the biggest challenges. Um, you know, many areas of the province just didn't get enough uh, moisture. Uh, you know, in those areas, the crops, uh, whether, you know, whether it be hay, hay crops, forage crops, or grain crops were very poor. There were other areas that did receive some, some moisture and, you know, kind of pulled off average crops. Um, after seeing that, of course, uh, you know, we saw the grain prices increase uh, because of the shortage of many of, the, uh, of those crops. So uh, for those that uh, were fortunate to have a crop, they capitalized on the higher prices. There's no doubt about that. I guess the kind of uh, the biggest problem that we had towards the end of the season, you know, of course, was uh, the, the extreme rain. Uh, in uh, in areas of British Columbia where you know trains were were stopped, uh, much of the highway traffic was stopped too. So that's an ongoing issue that we're concerned about as well. So all in all, uh, not a great year for for farmers and ranchers. Uh, you know, on the ranching side, you know, cattle prices you know dropped off a bit, and you know the future for that industry I think is, is some concern to us because of the fact that. We want to make sure that, you know, we have more younger people getting into the into the ranching uh, and, and and farming as well. And we want to make sure that it remains profitable in the, you know, in the future. So weather was the key issue for the growing season. But as we, uh, in the middle of winter and uh, look at spring seeding, the outlook that remains, I guess, another key issue. The outlook is, you know, it's some concern to us. We're, you know, looking at the moisture maps uh, that can all change. A lot of snow, you know, uh, towards the end of, of winter probably would be a good thing. But I think timely rains in the spring and early summer probably of more value. That's anybody's guess. That can be a game changer, as you know, at any time. The weather, you know, can more or less 
you know, turn on a dime, I guess. Uh, but that's uh, that uh, growing season is really important because there's a short window where crops need moisture, and if they don't get established, you know, that's really the the worst thing that can happen to the farming community. What do you see as the key issues for rural councils in 2022? Well, you know, I think for a lot of the rural councillors, uh, you know, it's it's business as usual. I guess uh, we're always looking at things that create more red tape. I know the province is of the mindset that we need uh, less red tape, not more. And I, I think to some extent that uh, would be a big, a big concern to us. Uh, we want to make sure that we can get more infrastructure funding into the province from the federal government. Um, you know, and uh, of course, rural broadband, you know, important issue. We want to make sure we have access to some federal funding, but we want to make sure as well that uh, we have partners in this province uh, that want to put forward a better plan for rural internet. Some of that is, I think, problem because of uh, federal regulations, and you know, we've been trying to work with the federal government on that to uh, allow competition and allow access to some of the uh, the broadband that's out there, whether it be through auctions. Uh, not only, you know, maintaining uh, what we have, but expanding into the future. So so those things, you know, are key to, to business in, in rural Saskatchewan. We all, also would like to see, you know, the livestock industry survive and to, I think, expand more intensive livestock operations and perhaps slaughter facility is something that we really lack in this province. And I think that is one of the major problems in the livestock industry and right now we just don't have the we don't have the capacity or um, we don't have the competition that we need so so those things are all important they're important to rural councils because it's you know t- there are taxation issues that are attached to them as well would it be fair to say you're optimistic or pessimistic about 2022 you know i think you always need to be optimistic because our future in this province really you know a lot of it is based on agriculture agriculture has always been kind of a steady force um, whether we're recovering uh, from things like covid right now or whether we're you know we're, we're kind of in the middle of this this isn't exactly clear but agriculture leads the way usually in this province being the stability and uh, I, I would say that we need to be uh, optimistic about this. And if we're not optimistic, I think we need to look at things such as more processing and things like that that will make us more optimistic and attract more companies and create more jobs in this province and, um, and help the ranchers and the farmers out at the same time. Ray Orb is the president of SARM. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The annual crop production show in Saskatoon is set to start on Monday. Prairie Land Agricultural Manager Lori Cates says the four-day event connects industry-leading manufacturers with decision-making farmers. We've been working on this show since July and um, our exhibitors are excited to be back. The mass majority of of who we've had in the last 38 years of, of the show are back. You know, we will have in excess of 350 exhibitors again with over a thousand trade show booths uh, all under one roof. So we're excited, you know, we need to get back to normal and uh, from Prairieland Park's perspective, you know, we need to support the agriculture industry, and this is one of the ways that we do it. 
Kate says in-person discussions can be important. Yeah, I think uh, part of the the um, great part about crop production show is you know the the getting together with your peers and you know meeting somebody that you haven't seen for a while and and uh, having a coffee and um, but but yeah the, our our exhibitors are telling us that they need to get back in front of their customers they want that face to face contact and. And this show has always been about doing business, and I think it's going to, you know, to be the same thing this year. And that's, you know, that's what we're geared up for. Kate says over 350 exhibitors will be in attendance. We actually start moving equipment in this afternoon. Um, it's a, it's a three-day uh, process for all the large equipment, the tractors, the combines, the grain carts, all of those things. So for the next three really, really cold days, we'll be moving equipment in. And it's extremely hard on, uh, on exhibitors, but, you know, they, they really want to be here. And that's evident in the numbers uh, that we have again this year. And it's evident in the kinds of equipment that's coming in. I mean, it's going to be 38 below and we've got combines coming in. So um, that, that tells me that, um, that the exhibitors want to be here. Kate says trade show numbers are down a bit, but there are some new exhibitors. We do. We've we've had uh, had the opportunity to be able to um, um, get some new companies in that have been trying to get into the show for years, and that's because I think in the last two years since we haven't had the show, companies have either closed or, you know, m- you know maybe some of the smaller companies they've just retired. And, you know, with the situation in the last couple of years, some companies have chosen not to do trade shows anymore. So it's allowed some of these new companies that, again, have been trying to get into the show for years and years and years to get in. And we're really excited about being able to offer that to our patrons. The Crop Production Show is working closely with farm groups like Sask Wheat, Sask Barley, Sask Canola, Saskatchewan Pulse Growers, Sask Flax and Saskatchewan Canary Seed, and annual meetings. We're really excited to have uh, all of those groups here. Um, Most of them will be in person. A lot of them will be a hybrid meeting where they'll be in person and will be um, broadcast out. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's good for the show and it's good for the groups uh, to have everyone under one roof. And, and we're excited to see how that's going to work this year. The Agricultural Hall of Fame will announce the latest nominees next week. We were so pleased when they approached us uh, a few months ago and asked if they could make those announcements here. And and uh, we were, of course, on board with that. Um, it, it, it will be uh, exceptional uh, for us to have all of those great um, people here who have who have um, worked so hard in the agriculture industry, and, and we're pl- very pleased to have it uh, happen here at uh, Prairieland Park on Tuesday at the Information Theatre. Lori Cates is the agriculture manager at Prairieland Park in Saskatoon. Crop Production Week opens Monday and wraps up Thursday next week in Saskatoon. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola gained $1.30 at 
One red spring wheat went down 750 at 431.32. The rest were all unchanged. Durham 726.11. Feed barley 383.64. Flax still at 1470.59. Lentils 986.50. Oats 591.53. Yellow peas 632.89. And feed wheat 261.65. At Minneapolis, March spring wheat fell 10 cents at 9.60 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Renee from Assiniboine Livestock Auction. Here is the market report for the December 5th regular sale. D1s and 2s averaged 70 and sold up to 83. D3s averaged 55 and sold up to 64. Canner cows sold from 5 to 25. And heifer rats sold on the average 90 to 129. Slaughter bulls were 90 to $1.05. Have a great day. Thank you. Renee from Assiniboine Livestock. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, 173. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. An Indigenous camp at Hannon Creek Education and Applied Research Centre is the first project for a partnership between Saskatchewan Polytechnique and Prince Albert Grand Council. A memorandum of understanding was signed in early December for this camp on the north end of Candle Lake and for future collaborations. Jamie Hiltz, Dean of the School of Natural Resources and Built Environment for SAS Polytechnique, says that Polytech met at Hannon Creek and have identified where the camp will be. Hiltz describes it as a traditional First Nations camp with four traditional teepees and outdoor learning environments. He expects some of the education will be around traditional foods, healing medicines and cultural practices and hopes to also see things like cultural awareness retreats and writer retreats. Annan Creek in the Boreal Forest has been an outdoor education facility for many years, used by both SAS Polytech and the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation, providing hands-on learning and research opportunities in areas like forestry, fisheries, wildlife and conservation law. Grand Chief of the PA Grand Council, Brian Hardlot, says signing the MOU with SAS Polytech is also a key component of their plan down the line to establish an alternative energy program with the goal of developing food production and security in northern Saskatchewan. On the markets, the TSX is up 76 points at 21,312. The Dow has risen 144 points at 36,944. Oil has gained a dollar thirty-eight to seventy-eight thirty-seven per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up nine one hundredths of a cent at seventy-eight point seven six cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. 
That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.